Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Suzette's Guilty Pleasures, a chance for you to be a part of the craziness in my head. I'm your host, Suzette. Welcome. Thank you, listeners, for joining me for another session or another episode of A Rant. I hope that you have been having a good week so far. Looking forward to the weekend. I know I am, but enough about that. Let's get into it. So I want to talk about, for those who may have watched last Sunday or this past Sunday was the BET Awards. It was nice to have the awards back on hasn't because, you know, it got canceled last year with COVID. So it came back this year and it was pretty good. It wasn't a bad show at all. There was a few good performances. Um, Queen Latifah got accepted for Lifetime Achievement, which was really nice to see. You know, when I look at Queen Latifah, I remember back in the days people used to say I have a resemblance to her. And when she was up on the stage, I was like, boy, I love it when Latifah has meat on her. Like, I love to see body on Latifah. Like, she looks so good. But um, it was good to see it. And even to see her dad, I I don't ever remember her ever talking about her dad. She used to always just talk about her mom and her brother, the one that passed. But it was nice to see her with her her father. So that was nice. And then the DMX tribute, that was a really good um, tribute. I actually enjoyed it can I just say like method man like you know for those who may know me or who has had conversations with me yes I'm a groupie when it comes to method man I've always been a method man lover or fan whatever the heck you want to call it from Wu-Tang like back in the night like oh I love method and seeing him now like can you believe he's in his 50s he's like 52 I think that man looks amazing for a 52 year old like everything about him is just so beautiful the way he talks his oh man method 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 i tell you i think i said this last year in my last season when i was talking about method man but his wife is very lucky she's a very lucky woman yes i have to say but anyways the bt awards it went really well it was good some of the performances were really good i enjoyed it it was shout out to 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 cardi b she actually looked really cute and especially with the way that she presented her belly it was cute it was nice um you know i don't know if a lot of you listeners know about little baby but there was something about him in that that uh, award show he seemed so humble like there was just something I don't know what it was, but when I was watching him perform, like when he first performed with Kirk Franklin in the beginning at the opening, and then when he performed um, with, um, oh my goodness, DJ Khaled. And I don't know, there was just something about him that was just like, oh man, this young man, like, I don't know. He just seemed so humble, but you know, I've never listened to his music, so I don't know. I probably have heard the song, and I just don't realize it because you know what? I listen to a lot of songs, and I don't even know who half of the people are that sings it. So I've probably heard it, but I need to listen and see what kind of like things he's saying, like what you know, what his music about because he just comes off as a very humble young man. I really enjoyed his performances, though. Like it was good. Um, but yeah, so as I said, like the 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 performances were well done. Jasmine Sullivan looks really good. Now, I don't know. I love Taraji P. Like hands down, love that woman. I think she's a really good actress and things like that. But I don't know. I felt that she was a little bit extra and too much in the awards. Um, she she was hosting, and I felt that she was a bit too much. But 
I don't know, maybe it was just me. You know what I'm realizing a lot of times lately? That since I've been watching a lot of like TV shows or, you know, whatever it is, or movies, I'm starting to get like, I feel like I'm starting to get old. <laughs> My age is starting to show because I just feel like, like, ew, you're just so annoying and like, oh, you're too much or, oh my, like, I'm always having something to say. Like, I don't know, must be the old, the age coming through. It, it has to be. But anyways, otherwise, it was a good award show. It was good to see the awards back on. Um, I enjoyed it somewhat. I actually did watch the whole thing. So, I mean, that means it was a really good show. Did Now, for those who may have watched the award show, did anybody see the DJ Cassidy pass the mic? So, I don't know if you've heard about it. So, DJ Cassidy is obviously a DJ. And he has this new, since COVID, he has this thing called pass the mic. So, what he does is that, you know, he'll um, have different, um, artists, rappers, singers that would come on and like, you know, sing parts of their, whatever song they were famous for or whatever era, era that he's doing. And then they just pass the mic to another artist and then to the other artists. Anyways, it's really good. DJ Cassidy, you should check it out. Um, I know that you can see some of his videos on Facebook, but the one that he did for the, after the BET awards was for the 2000s. Oh my gosh. First of all, that brought me back to like down memory lane. Like I was like bopping and what? And I was, and I was like, yo, I remember that. And I was am. Can I tell you once again, I'm, I'm going to show my groupie side, Mr. Cheeks. Do you guys remember Mr. Cheeks? Oh my gosh. Um, oh my goodness. The song is at the tip of my tongue and I can't even remember it now, but Oh my, anyways, Mr. Cheeks with the glasses, the dreads, I forget the group he was in, but oh, he was on and I was just like, you're so beautiful. Like you are so beautiful. Okay, let me get out of dreamland. So anyways, for this one, he had a lot of people, which I really enjoyed. So he had like, for instance, Akon, he had Maya, he had Fab, Fabulous, he had Tamia. Um, he had, he even brought like Sean Paul, Wayne Wonder, um, Beanie Man, um, who else? He, he had a good host of people and it was a really good session. It was short, but it was a good session. And as I said, like, you have to go and go back to, as I said, um, on Facebook and look for DJ Cassidy, pass the mic. You will enjoy it. As I said, it, he brings a lot of memories. I love the vibe. It gets you going. Um, it's almost like another D nice to be honest with you, but it was good. So that's one thing I just wanted to tell my listeners. You should check it out. Um, I'm sure BET, if you didn't see the BET words, I'm sure they're going to repeat it. Cause you know, BET loves to repeat things on a regular. So check that out too. check out the performances, um, and things like that. Talking about music, I'm going to go and I don't know if, um, my listeners, or, you know, if you guys had watched it yet, but the Mary J. Blige documentary. So Mary J. Blige came out with a documentary and it was pretty much around her album, the anniversary for her album, My Life. And it's crazy because during the, like, so she really just talked about basically when she first started, how she, like, you know, her life from the beginning and when she first started, how she got into the game, the, the music game and, you know, produce, um, recording my life and things like that. And when you listen to or watch her documentary, like you can sort of, feel, you can feel the pain and it's crazy because it's like, 
Mary, I feel like you're still going through the pain. And when you think about everything she's been through and gone through throughout her music career, her relationships, and even like the the, the divorce that she recently had um, and how messy it was, it's just like, oh my goodness, this poor lady, so talented, so amazing, and so awesome in her, her craft. And like the pain and what she goes through, it's crazy. But it was a good good documentary one thing i have to say now don't get me wrong um mary she has some good albums out there definitely top top hands down but i feel like mary's albums when she was going through out of like she says darkness and like you know a really bad time those albums i think were the top notch albums so i'm talking about like so obviously when she first came out, what's the 401? That was a top of top, right? But when she came out with My Life and then she came out with Share My World, oh my goodness. Like those were like the albums where you could bump, you can feel, you can go through the emotions with her. I like Share My World was one of my favorite songs. But honestly, as I said, I feel like those three albums specific, but specifically My Life and Share My World are our two top of top albums. And as I said, like, it sounds bad, but those is when she was going through her hardest times. And I feel like she makes the best music. But you know what? Those not even just Mary, I feel. There's a couple more. I can't think of the top of my head right now, but there's a couple more artists who has, like, when they're going through a hard time and they make an album, their album actually sounds really good compared to, like, when, you know, things are good and whatever. Because, you know, I feel that there's some artists that are just made to sing like, okay, for instance, Mary, she's good with the R&B and whatever, but I feel like Mary is one of those R&B singers that is good to sing, like, you know, the soft, the, I need, I want, you know, I want to help that person or go through the pain kind of thing. And then there's some artists where you sound so much better with fast music than you do if you were singing slow songs. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand, I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say, but there's just some artists that are just good with certain um, genres and certain ways of the singing. That's just my opinion. But anyway, check it out. As I said, it is actually on Amazon Prime. Um, her documentary is on, but check it out. See if you like it. I enjoyed it. As I said, I thought it was really well done. Um, I thought it was a little bit short. I thought I would, she would have gotten more into like even somewhat current, but um, it pretty much stopped at my life. So, but it was a good show. It, I mean, it was a good documentary. Um, I want to talk about, See, I'm talking about movies. I'm going to go into fatherhood. So this is the movie, the recent movie of Kevin Hart, that came, Kevin Hart that came out on Netflix. It came out like right before um, Father's Day. I watched this movie and wow. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> anyways, sorry. <laughs> but anyways, it was really good. I shed tears, I laughed, I was like, just wow. Like, even after I watched it, I had to actually tweet Kevin Hart and was like, this is the best movie I've seen in such a long time that he has done. Now, I feel with that movie, it really made me realize or it showed that we really don't give fathers enough credit. And it's like when when there's a kid is involved, 
And I know it's because of society, but it's like, if a mom is not there, oh my gosh, this child is not going to survive. This child is not going to thrive. This child is going to suffer because they don't have the mother who, with that maternal instinct and da 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 da. And yes, I get it. You know, kids do need mothers and whatever, but kids also need fathers. But I just feel that when it comes to single fatherhood or just being a single father, they don't get enough credit. And I feel like a lot of people may doubt them and be doubt them to the sense of exactly what was happening with Kevin. I don't want to give away the movie in case you didn't watch it, but you know, he was doubted on whether or not he'd be able to raise this little girl. Right. Um, and sometimes I feel that sometimes men, when they feel that, Oh, you know what? what like for instance, when there's child custody access type of situations, and if the mom is not doing well and the father wants to get custody, I always tend to sometimes hear fathers, Oh, I'm not going to get custody because I'm the father. And you know, it never happens and fathers never get. And I feel that we need to do better by fathers. We need to give them a little bit more credit because there are fathers out there that are able to do the job just as well as a mother. Right. Um, we see single mothers that are out there who is the mother and basically also the father, like we, like society likes to say, right? Why can't it be the same way for a father? So this movie just made me realize, like, honestly, we need to give men more credit where it's due, right? Whether you're a single father or just as a father, you're a parent, you're a caregiver and, you know, you're co- in your parenting with your partner. Um, we need to give you more credit. And, and and not just say, oh, because the mom has to be there or a woman has to be around or in the child's life in order for that child to thrive. Because listen, when you see the end of the movie, you realize it. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give away the movie because I don't know who's watched it yet and stuff like that. But definitely go and watch that movie. I give it a 10 out of a 10. Now I need to talk about Kevin Hart. He played this role so well. And I know that um, some of the interviews that I saw, I know that he had said that, you know, he obviously took some of the roles put in the, in his role. He used, he um, uh, basically as his role as a father in real life. And I know that he had said that he had like his older kids on set at time during the, the filming of the movie and things like that. And, you know, and that helped him, but I have to honestly say, Kevin Hart, I feel, plays such, is such a better actor when he pay, plays serious roles. Like, so for instance, this movie, Fatherhood, he was, he was, a, he was, he was awesome, right? In the movie, Ups, the Upside Down, I think that's what it's called, um, where he was the helper to the para, paraplegic, paraplegic, I hope I said that right. Um, he was awesome in that movie also right? There's a couple other serious movies he's been in. I feel like he plays those roles so much better than when he does the comedy roles. So I feel that with the comedy roles, I feel like he does too much and he sometimes overdoes it. And then it starts, and then when he overdoes it, it's like you lose the flavor of the joke or of him as the comedian. It's not the same. Like when he does his stand-ups, Kevin Hart is, I like his stand-ups. He, he, he's funny, he's hilarious, whatever. But I just feel that when it comes to certain movies where he is the comedian and he's funny and whatever, I just feel that he's too extra and it's too much. But he needs to stick with the roles where he's serious because I think those are the roles that really brings out who he is as a comedian. Not even as a comedian, as an actor. And it just shows who he really is instead of looking like Aidy Atman because that's what I'm looking like when he is acting like a comedian. Aidy Atman. 
But that's just my opinion. I don't know what y'all think about Kevin Hart. I know there's some some people out there that thinks he's hilarious and one of the best comedians. And there's other people that's like, he's not even a comedian. So, I mean, to each their own. So, yeah. So, something I want to ask my my listeners. Um, so, just because I'm talking about, I was talking about fatherhood and, you know, talking about even love and the way that even in that movie, how Kevin Hart expressed love to his daughter as she was growing up and things like that. And it got me thinking. And for some people, I know we've all grown up in different kinds of households, whether you grew up with a two-parent household, a single parent, um, you lived with your grandparents and your grandparents raised you, or you live with aunties and uncles and they raised you. Whatever the situation is, no matter what, we ra- we were raised, obviously, by people. And one of the things that got me thinking was when we were growing up as kids, there was times I'm sure that some parents um, expressed love by saying, I love you to their children, right? Or they didn't say, I love you, because we know that our parents, when they were growing up, there's times that their parents never told them that. Because those are the times where times were, you know, it, it was about survival. And that was their focus. I need to survive. I need to provide for my children. And for them, showing love and to their children was by making sure that they had a roof over their head. They had clothes. They were going to school. They had food. That was their way of showing love, but not exactly showing the emotional piece of it or saying, I love you. So my question is, do you feel that for the kids or for adults, even us adults right now, do you feel that as we were growing up, that when we did not hear the I love you's, like to get the emotional piece of the I love you's, did it affect us as we were growing up and in our future relationships, whether it's in relationships with our, our, our husbands or wives or our partners, boyfriends and girlfriends, um, or even just as a parent growing up, like does that even affect the way that we now express the way that we love our children? Are we more emotional now with our kids because we know and we have a better understanding of the importance of showing the emotional piece and not just the physical piece? Because I know for me as a parent, I know that that was like, I did think that to be honest with you. Yeah, I heard the I love you a couple, like I didn't hear it often when I was growing up, but I did know that I was loved, right? I knew I was loved by my mom, my grandmother, my aunts, my uncles, just because of like, you know, they would take me out, we would go out, they'd buy me things. You know, my mom made sure that all my needs were met physically. You know, I had a roof over my head, anything I needed, I was provided. So I knew that my mom loved me. She may not have said it like in words, but I knew she did. And I know that me as a mom, at first I was doing the same thing where I was just making sure, okay, at least my, I need to make sure my kids are taken care of that way. You know, not only do they know that they're loved, but they also, other people know that I do love my children and I'm not, you know, slacking, especially because I was a young mom, single mom on top of that and stuff like that. But then I start like, obviously, I want to probably say around maybe when they hit high school, maybe not even, maybe elementary. I don't even know. I should actually ask my kids this. But then I started to express love, telling them, I love you, you know, um, and in and, and different ways. So I tried to do, I did the emotional piece. I did the physical piece because I wanted to ensure that they always knew that no matter what, I love them, but I wanted them, them to hear me say it because I just felt for me, I needed them to hear me say it so that they knew it was true and that they would never have doubted it. 
not to say that they would have doubted if I didn't tell them, but you know, I just wanted them to hear me actually say it. And I still say to them every now and then now, like, you know, bedtime, I'll be like, Hey, good night guys. I love you. And things like that. And, you know, they say it back and, you know, I, and I, and then I wonder, did that affect my relationship? Even like, you know, my own personal relationships with the other, with a male. And I don't know if it did. And and when I sit back and I think about it, I feel like maybe in some situations it did because I didn't say it often enough. But then I also feel like I said it too much or I said it, but I didn't feel I was getting it. It wasn't being reciprocated to me. And then because it wasn't being reciprocated to me, I felt that it was affecting, it sort of not, I don't want to say it affected me, but it made me feel like I'm not loved. Like I'm not worthy of love kind of thing. I don't know if that makes sense. But anyways, as I said, I just feel like I'm babbling right now, but I just wanted to know, like, how do you guys feel? Like, do you feel that sometimes that how we grew up and how we've been told or expressed love to us by our parents, if it has affected us as we've been growing up, when we come into relationships with people or even with our kids? And if so, like, how do we rectify it? Right. Because I feel that we need to do better with our the, the next generation. Right. We need to be able to show them what love looks like, what a healthy love looks like and things like that. But not just physically, but I also believe emotionally. Right. Because it does help their emotional well-being, who they are as a person. So, yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk about. Those are some of the stuff that, you know, I was thinking about, as I said, this whole love thing, one of just the crazy things that goes through my mind and I think about it, I'm just like, hmm, I wonder, and just wonder what is my guest feel, like my listeners feel, I don't know why I call you guys my guests, but my listeners and things like that. So, yeah, it'd be nice if I could get some feedback, hit me up on my Instagram page at Suzette guilt that's guilty pleasures let me know what your thoughts are has it affected you and if it has what have you done differently if it hasn't what do you do to show that to other people in your relationships or with your children um so i look forward to hearing some of the feedback from you but we are at the end my friends i'm so glad that you joined me i hope you enjoyed this rant And as I stated, if you haven't watched Mary J. Blige's documentary, go and watch it. And if you haven't watched Fatherhood yet, go and watch it. You will not regret it. I promise you. So until then, please take care, be blessed, and stay safe. And I will see you next week. (laughs) 